0: A quick hello and we're good to go, welcome to the show, baby, the link builder. <laughs>
1: wow, thank you. It's so cool. I should have recorded it. But this is recorded as well. If I eventually... It is. And, yeah.
0: and my biggest shame is you've actually got the best singing voice in the entire universe. <laughs> Not always in tune. But you've got more personality than any other singing SEO person I've ever heard. So uh-huh. uh, hand, hand it out to Bibby the Link Builder, best singer in SEO, by <laughs> a long chalk. Now, before we start, uh, I always look at people's brand SERPs. And yours is really interesting because you've done what I've done. I say I'm the brand SERP guy, but I put it in white underneath the black of Jason Barnard. So it's kind of secondary. Whereas you've really nailed it. And you've got Bibby the Link Builder. And everywhere we look, it's Bibby the link builder. So yeah. if you put up that 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 brand set, you've nailed it. You got your Twitter account, you got your Twitter boxes. That looks great. You've got your site number one. If we look at the next slide, we've we've got uh, Craig Campbell. Your interview with Craig Campbell. You've done oh, yeah. interviews recently, and he's done his YouTube um, time things, and they look great in the SERP. If you're listening on audio, it looks really good. Please do go and look on YouTube to see how it looks. And then right at the bottom, we've got CaliCube. We get our place, but right at the bottom, on the next slide, uh, thanks to WordLift with the plugin where we build a, a vocabulary of entities and Bibby, the Link Builder is now officially an entity in CaliCube.
1: <laughs> Yay, I'm an entity. That's so cool.
0: Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> Next slide along, there you go. That's SE ranking. And I, I had a quick look at this, and I'm terribly intrigued because that's your brand SERP. We've got uh, Bibi Buzz, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, search engine, Craig Campbell, our great friend, um, and Callie Cube in there somewhere. But none of them have got any referring domains.
1: Oh. So links
0: don't matter for brand SERPs. That was my point.
1: What was your point, can you say it again?
0: That I don't need links for my brand SERP. I mean, I I only think about brand SERPs and you think about the wider world of SEO. So we're gonna start by saying, brand SERPs don't need links, you need authority, you need to be believed, you need to be credible as a source of information for the specific entity. So you don't actually need links for brand SERPs, so what you do doesn't interest my particular little corner of the world. But everybody else in the entire universe is really interested.
1: Yeah. So can I ask you a question? What is the um, goal of the Brand SERP stuff? Is it branding or is it more than that?
0: Well, it's it's that once you've communicated with your audience, they end up searching your brand name at some point, maybe... The link builder or jason barnard or CaliCube, or bb buzz they will search it at some point and it le- needs to look really good and in fact links are not a big factor in in that situation so yeah. it's probably the only situation in seo where links don't matter which i love
1: yeah well i also think that sometimes links don't matter if your goal is different you know if you want to have a big viral campaign or something, and you want to achieve that differently than than with uh, links or, or, or SEO, you can do that through social as well. So um, within marketing, it's not always important links.
0: I, yeah. I think that's a really, really good point. It, it, we're talking about marketing and digital marketing to be more specific. SEO is not the be all and end all of the universe. It's one aspect of the overall outreach of your brand and link building. Is phenomenally important in SEO, but it's relatively less important when you look at the whole digital marketing strategy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, for if if your goal is to, um, let's say, you have a landing page and you want to have uh, a lot of conversion on it, um, and you're building links to it, but then somebody says, "Hey, I've have an, I have an Instagram account. I can't give you a link, but I can um, promote some a product of yours for uh, eight million followers." you know, then I wouldn't turn it down just because you're so focused on getting those links because in the end, the links are only a means to an end. SEO is a means to an end. So if you want to have people uh, buy your product, then you got to uh, always keep your why in mind, you know? Yeah.
0: So Right. No, no, no. Brilliant. I, 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 and I like the idea is you're saying that, I mean, I, sorry, what I hear here, here yeah. is that you're doing outreach and links is one of the things you get. But if somebody says to you, I can actually promote you on my social media channel, that's a win too. Um, yeah. So it, you're not just building links. You're building relationships that allow you to promote your business across different possibilities.
1: Yeah, in the end, of course, I, I mean, I get paid for the links. But if I have clients that I have a longer relationship with and they're just, um you know they're seeing it in a wider perspective they tell me that um if there's any other thing that could add to it then then i can bring it in as well you know and, it, and it's just part part of everything that i do for them but that's not always the case when you get a new client or something then then you just have to do the links and that's it
0: <laughs> right No, i mean so clients come to see you because you're called baby link builder so obviously yeah. they don't come to you for other things than links but The idea is, say, once I'm looking for links, there are loads of other opportunities. Yeah. And if I can grab those opportunities for you, let's take them because it's all digital marketing. It's all going to help.
1: Yeah. I've just had a client and uh, there was a site and we got a link there placed. But then the client said, wow, that's a really good opportunity because we could do more with those people. So I just reached out to the guy again and said, hey, do you want to have a call with the founder? And then they, they just went off in the sunset and they made their little deals, you know, for, for long terms. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> went off into the sunset. So Bibby the Link Builder builds a link and then sends everybody off to have a wonderful relationship, just the two of them, which is a beautiful, beautiful image that I hadn't thought about.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a wider concept of links, basically. So, <laughs> linking companies together. Like
0: that. Yeah, they all fall in love. Isn't this wonderful? This sounds like kind of yeah. some terribly romantic 19th century novel from, I was <laughs> going to say Charles Dickens, but he's pretty depressing. So we're not going to talk about Charles Dickens because a lot of his stuff is not very cheerful. But how do you make it fun? I mean, that was my point is I think link building is this thing is uh, we've got lots of people in the world who say, I can automate it, I can make it fast, I can make it efficient, I can get you all the links you need. And you're saying, actually, I can make it fun.
1: Yeah. So um, I noticed when I got into link building, everybody was complaining about everyone. You know, people, uh, link builders were complaining about uh, agencies in India, spoiling it for everyone. Um, Bloggers were complaining about being uh, bombarded with spammy emails and then link uh, agencies were complaining about bloggers asking for money and being uh, assholes and all that stuff. So everybody was being very reactive and complaining about everything. And, um, and they were all making assumptions why other people were reacting the way they were, they were reacting. But I think you also have to think about how you're contributing to that. So when I ask bloggers, why do you actually hate link building or how, why, why do you hate link builders? And they said the number one reason they gave was they didn't look at my site. So it wasn't about, oh, they're not paying me money or uh, or anything else. But it was just, I, I, they're not interested in me. I'm not getting that connection with someone or they don't care. So what I think is that if you make email more fun, you get better reactions. People hate your email less. They actually start enjoying your email and it becomes in its entirety a nicer place to be in, you know, and and it become easy, it becomes easier to uh, get links. But that's right. my thought. I'm a bit of I a mean,
0: but that that's all about kind of relationships. I mean it's like if I was sitting talking to you and you weren't very interesting or you kept asking me for favours, I wouldn't like you whether you were speaking to me directly or through email. And you're saying through email you can actually project personality. Yeah. and get people on board with you. And that's a really neat trick to play because it's so difficult.
1: Yeah, it is difficult. And uh, I think a lot of people think they have to build a relationship, but that's not not the case necessarily. I mean, building a relationship is great because then you have something for the long term. But you can also create an instant personal connection. And it sounds hard, but if you... Uh, I think I, I wrote about it in some articles. If you... Uh, improve your uh, segmenting so if you make a narrow more narrow prospect list you can tailor your outreach in a way that uh, makes that personal connection with someone and then it's easier to 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 bring your personality to the email
0: well i mean there is a tendency i mean i won't name names but to say let's hit as many people as we possibly can. And of a million people we hit with our email, one will bite. And and because it's automatic, it's really cheap and it's really easy. And you're saying that's not a good tactic.
1: Um, it's it's an effective tactic because you have sort of low costs and you do get the links eventually, um, but you create the environment that you hate it. <laughs> you know, you, you, you make it even worse, you know. If if you if you if you, if you it's it's like, it's like waste, it's like littering um, uh, the space with uh, spammy emails. And if you're okay with it, then then do it because you're gonna get the links. But at the same time, don't complain about the reactions that you're gonna get from.
0: Well, people. now I now I've got a question. Sorry, yes. excuse yes. me, I, I and mean, it just occurred yes. to me: <laughs> um, the whole thing with, for example, uh, panda and Penguin was saying, people are creating junk, they're throwing all of this stuff out onto the web, it's wasting everybody's time, everybody's resources, including Google's, and Google is obviously obsessed by its own resources, and it's saying, this is a complete waste of time, we need to find a way to filter it out and get rid of it. Um, And given the fact that a lot of people use Gmail today, isn't spamming email an incredibly dangerous tactic?
1: Um, you mean dangerous in the sense that you you could get flagged for spam and that you can...
0: Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, if, if you're going to send out loads of spammy emails, I mean, Gmail is dominant and Google obviously has the hose pipe from Gmail. So as soon as you start spamming people, they don't open the email or they target it as spam, you're dead in the water.
1: Yeah, if you get flagged as spam, your, your email is burned, but, and, and that would suck, you know, because none of your emails going to reach the rest of your prospect list. But I do know that, that the people who, who send out those millions of emails, they have all these separate systems. If one email burns, they get oh, to the next crumb. one. But for them, there is no risk. They just have the other system in place
0: right okay i'm terribly naive i actually thought people <laughs> use their own email address but obviously not so what you're saying and i we, we've talked about this before is you built up a team of people who are real people who talk to real people to build relationships to have these links and and from what i understand also potentially build up other relationships which would be social media uh video webinar appearances podcast appearances and so on and is is it not just that link building is a bridge to a wider marketing strategy that is actually very 1990s?
1: Uh, yeah, it's all about relationships in the end. So I think the holy grail is to build up that network and be able to reuse those prospects for other business goals. But it doesn't always happen, you know. But whatever uh, whatever bandwidth you have within your organization, if you have the, the potential to Make those uh, connections last longer for other stuff. Then I would definitely go for that. Then and then it's then it's really old school networking. Basically. Yeah,
0: it's it's old school networking. And the, I mean, the other thing aside from Gmail is that Google is watching all of this stuff. So when you ra- interact with people on LinkedIn or on Twitter, Google's yeah. watching, uh, and that's also a kind of positive signal. I mean, if people or it's positive or negative signal. If people are, are brushing you off, it's a negative signal. But you can actually interact with people on social media and send a signal to Google that even without the link, you're worthy of discussion.
1: Yeah, I got totally distracted by the thing that popped up in the screen. Yeah, I
0: saw it, but I didn't actually see what Anton <laughs> wrote. What did he say?
1: <laughs> a, Will you marry me? Do follow link needed. <laughs> Is that it? Right. What? I completely missed that.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how serious that was. So you might want to marry Anton but we're not going to get into that right now live online.
1: It made me change it. And now I'm someone else because I'm just blushing so much. I just have to I have to switch it up.
0: <laughs> now, for anybody listening to the audio, uh, Bibi's just changed to being a cartoon character who is incredibly realistic. And I feel I feel like I'm in a Pixar movie, which is kind of nice and I wish I could do the same thing. How did you do that?
1: yeah it's snap camera it's from snapchat and then uh, you install the program and then you just change your camera input to snap cam and then you can change it i did it in a talk i was uh, I was wearing a chicken on my head and then i changed into an egg halfway so
0: right okay (laughs) that's slightly concerning because in fact theoretically what you could do is take a picture of me and then have me talking to me but with your voice (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, did you see on uh, Twitter a New York Times post an article about deep uh, Tom Cruise deepfakes?
0: Yeah, there, oh, yep. there are
1: all these deepfakes of Tom Cruise now, and it's like really creepy.
0: Yeah, I also saw a, a post somewhere about uh, taking a photo of somebody from the nineteenth century, somebody who was dead in your family for like one hundred and fifty yeah. years, and then bringing them back to life, and it's really creepy.
1: Yeah, that was uh, my heritage. They did that. I think
0: like a or something. Okay, yeah, I I think I think kind of all of it. That's not the topic of the day, but it it, kind of gets into this creepy stuff. I mean, I love the cartoon thing, and I think it's fun. And I think kind of turning you into me would be an interesting experience, but definitely something that I'm slightly worried about for the future.
1: Oh, definitely. There's no, they can show you doing the most horrible things. So it's like, uh.
0: right. After that horrible, horrible interlude, let's come back to link building because you say laughing your way through outreach. I mean, how yeah. do you laugh at reaching out to somebody and saying, please give me something, please, 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 please?
1: Yeah. So um, apart from theming your email, you know, if you're reaching out to, uh, I, I did an article on Search Engine Journal. Uh, about the trucking company, and um, you could reach out to truckers, for instance, so you could theme your email in a, <laughs> a trucking theme. I, I was a social media marketer for trucking, uh, truck traders, so that's why, yep. I, why I come from that point. But um, uh, so, theming is a way to make an instant personal connection with the person at the other Sorry, way.
0: what do you mean by theming? I mean, it's a word oh, you've just oh, yeah. thrown out there. I mean, I'm naive and foolish and stupid. Um, I get terrible <laughs> outreach emails that say we have 92 domain authority ranking websites and we can <laughs> get you. And it's just awful and it's depressing. But what do you mean by theming? Because I'm kind of intrigued.
1: Yeah. So let's say that you, uh, in an article, I talked about um, I, I'm Mac Trucks and I want to uh, gain traction to a new e commerce platform for ordering uh, truck parts, right? So. Uh, one of the quickest way that people usually do prospecting is that they go and, and make a list of all the sites that talk about trucks. But I say you have to make it a sharper segment because if you're doing all the sites that talk about trucks, you're getting truck bloggers, logistic companies, uh, uh, software companies, and all those, uh, even sustainable blogs, you know. And if mm. you send a generic email, it's, it's going to sound generic. Or you can... Uh, say something in your email and it's completely mistargeted. Uh, so what I'm saying is just uh, make a sharper segment. So instead of just doing uh, logistic companies or or uh, or everything that talks about trucks, do fleet management software providers. And if you have a really sharp segment, what you can then do is look into that segment and see what are they talking about, uh, what kind of lingo do they use, what are their pain points, what is currently going on in that niche and you can theme your outreach email completely towards fleet management software people.
0: Does that mean that you need to then go and investigate and try to understand and talk to these people with their own vocabulary, which basically means uh, manipulating and you know yeah. creating a persona that doesn't exist?
1: Yes. So what you do, you just spend like 20 minutes in Google and it's really easy to bluff your way into. Uh, into
0: <laughs> hey, 20, in 20 minutes, you can change your entire personality.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just look at what the trends are, what they talk about. and um, uh, But the humor part, that's that's another angle. is that, So you can theme your email with all the words that they use and, and the topics that they're interested in. Uh, but you can also look up fleet management puns. You know, whatever job somebody's doing or whatever needs they're in, they have jokes about it.
0: And Google knows all about them, so you just search for name of topic plus the word puns, and exactly. it will throw you all the jokes you need to throw at them and they will giggle their way through your email.
1: Yeah. So you what I what I often do <laughs> is that I open uh, in the subject line I use the first line of a of a joke, and then in, in the body of the email I use the second line of the joke. So, for fleet management software, can I ask
0: are... a question? Excuse me. Oh, yes. do, you, do, do you do this when you don't understand what the joke means? Uh, I, I, don't mean I don't. I mean, the thing is, with a pun, you don't necessarily understand the context, so you don't understand the joke. No. Would you dare to use a pun that you didn't understand what it meant?
1: No, it has to make me laugh. Right. Uh, uh, but and my team does it, you know, so I don't know. I said I don't know because I don't know if they do it. I don't, I hope they're not doing it, but uh, yeah, when I do it myself, I have to understand the joke, otherwise, because there are also bad jokes out there or inappropriate jokes, so you have to kind of sure. Understand. But for the fleet management stuff, I think it was uh, the joke was it was really bad, like uh, what what would Quaker call their fleet, and then in the punchline, hauling haul oats, you know, like. Quaker, it's a cereal brand. Right,
0: okay. Oh, but and, and that does come back to a cultural question, because if yeah. you're from South Africa, maybe you don't have Quaker Oats. Maybe it's called, you know, something else. So you wouldn't get the joke. So that's really dangerous ground to be playing on, isn't it?
1: Well, you have to, uh, when, you, when you prospect at least, you have to know where they are, right? Right. So you, you can prospect uh, only uh US or, or, or New Zealand or whatever uh, and, then, and then change it up. But, yeah. It, it's, it's an opportunity
0: as well. I mean, like, kind of, I think, kind of self-depreciation, or I don't know if that's what it's called, but if you say, I just made a really silly joke that makes sense in the UK or the US or in Holland but doesn't make sense, is South Africa? And they reply they reply to me and say, actually, that, that doesn't make sense. And you say, ah, yes, that's a cultural difference. And then you play on the fact that you got oh, it wrong. Sorry, be-
1: sorry I up... No, no,
0: no, go ahead. You've got something interesting to say, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, no, a reply is a reply. I mean, it's an opening. Right. You know, and you don't want to. You don't want to uh, have to push somebody into something or force them or beg or whatever. But it's an opening. So if somebody gives you feedback, then you can say, "Oh, that's oh wow, I hadn't noticed that. That's such a good point," and they love that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so once again, it's kind of saying I don't know how to quite put it, but you're playing the lower level of saying. You're somebody who's given me some information I didn't already know, making them feel good. It, it's all terribly kind of uh, brushing the cat in the right sense of its yeah. fur.
1: I got I learned this from uh John Bucken. I don't know, do you know John Bucken?
0: I know loads of John Buckens, but probably okay. not the same one that you know because yeah. it's an incredibly ambiguous name.
1: No, so so uh, yeah, I didn't know it, but um. I once got outreach for an affiliate site of mine and I, I, I just kind of fell in love with the person who sent the email. It was just so cute. Um, and, but I, I was link building already, so I knew it was a link builder. And then I posted the example of the email in a group. And then somebody said, Hey, that's John Bucken. That's John Bucken's template style. And I was like, what? You know, I didn't even know. All right.
0: Template style. You guys have template style.
1: I didn't even know about templates. And then, and then uh, I found John Buckan on Facebook, and he has a site, I think it's called Charm Offensive, and or, or is it was Offensive Charm. No, Charm Offensive.
0: Offensive and, Charm would be would be something interesting.
1: Yeah, no, it's not Offensive Charm.
0: Because you're, you're – yeah, sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, sorry. So and, and the thing was that he – I think his story is that um, he wasn't getting anywhere with getting clients. And then one night he was really drunk. And he just wrote this really drunk email, and I think it was to Hewlett Packard or to some other big company. And they actually invited him over for a talk and and he won the client. So what he what he did then was develop his own style of doing outreach, which was really kind of like Hugh Grant that 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 stumbling, I don't know, the way the charming way he does that. Yep. And um, so w- when I saw his email, I realized that you you can you can charm your way into it. You don't I mean you have you shouldn't sound fake, but you know there's another way to reach the person. And and John Buckham was a really big inspiration for that.
0: Right. Okay. Well, so in fact, you've got that that song: yeah. "Be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else, but be yeah. yourself." But what you and him are doing and this is kind of maybe a criticism is you're saying i have employees and i'm going to try to make them to be me
1: yeah but i i I filter i'm not trying to make them be me when i hire them i check them if they can be so uh they're all very um they have a lot of empathy they have a lot of creativity they have humor they're they don't have a big ego you know they're dedicated. And they're interested in content. So these people already have the potential to be like me. And But to be honest, the best templates that we've made, because we do use templates, are from my team members and are not from me. And they're better than I would have ever created. So in the end, they're even more than me
0: <laughs> no which is lovely i mean kind of like you're saying this is the the fundamental foundation base of the whole thing and then we're going to build this out and it's all about everybody's personality but everybody's personality then actually matches your foundation personality in some way or another
1: yeah exactly that's the, that's the it, it's a it's the style that we uh, style of our outreach and it works for us so i it, i don't know if it would work for anyone but there no, are more- I,
0: I love the idea of saying my, my personality is this and I need to work with people who are within the same kind of sphere of yeah. being and uh, approach. Now, next question is beyond link building, you're saying we're, we're, we're asking for a link and begging for a link is pretty pathetic. If I might be terribly rude, yeah. you don't do that, do you?
1: No, I'm very laid back. So if, if somebody says no, we're just like, oh, thank you. And have a nice day, you know. I'm right. not I'm never pushing in.
0: But once they reply, you have an opening. Do you then push for something else—a mention or a, a social no. media post?
1: No. If you if you feel by the way that they're replying, if, if somebody says no, I'm not interested, it's a, mm. it's a no. I'm, I'm like okay, fine, you know. But if they say um, no, those topics don't quite align with us, or. We're not. We decided not to collaborate with people in this way. We're we're exploring other options. I see an opening, and I'm like, well, I'd be happy to discuss that, you know. And if if not, it's fine as well. So I never push it, but I do, uh, you know, hook on when I see something.
0: But is the initial pitch pitch for a link or for a relationship?
1: A link. Yeah. So
0: you immediately say, "I want a link. That's what I'm here for." Um, and anybody who replies is potentially interested in a link and at worst interested in some kind of mention or social media exchange.
1: Yeah, even stronger. Uh, I usually put it in a subject line. Oh, hey, you're popular.
0: <laughs> yeah, I should have turned that off. I should have put it in flight mode.
1: So unprofessional. Oh, my God. So offended.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm rubbish. I, I do these interviews once a week, and I always forget to turn the phone off.
1: You Mine off, I don't know.
0: And I get like one call a week and that was it.
1: I hate people calling. I never use my phone for calling. When somebody calls, I just freak out. I'm just like, why are you calling yep. me?
0: Yeah, no, I have the same thing. And say, Cl- you have to book a meeting. Yes. And- and and it, it's weird because uh, I mean I remember back in the day you thought wow somebody's calling me aren't I pleased but now you're just kind of thinking we actually have to organize anyway that's a completely different topic back to link building
1: oh yeah back to link building uh, yeah so I even put it in a subject line because it's a quality filter uh, not a quality filter it's a filter to to for the prospect to oh. filter out that are not that won't be interested so I usually put in the subject line that it's a pitch
0: right okay and then sorry and then once you get into the kind of body of the email, so you hang it you've got this is a a request for a a link here's a funny one line of punch joke thing then they get into the email they get the reply to the punch joke thingy that i've completely misnamed then you get into kind of how you could potentially build a relationship and you never talk about the SEO value or do you talk about the SEO value from your point of view or their point of view?
1: Yeah. So let's say somebody asked me for, I don't say that in the, in the, in the first pitch. Uh, I don't talk about, oh, this is for SEO or I actually don't use the word link. I just pitch the content for instance, except if it's outreach for a linkable asset where it's not a guest post pitch, then I do ask if they could refer to it. Um, but if they ask me for clarification, so they're like, why are you doing this? Or more often than not, people want to pay us. They want to pay the person pitching the content because they think we're freelance writers.
0: All right. So you get paid by both people. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so you must be really rich. Genius. Don't, Wonderful.
1: I don't do that. I did have one client where they they offered us so much money after we sent the articles. And I said to the client, look, they offered us $600. <laughs> And he was like, "Not take it, you know? And I said, no, 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 I'll give you half. So I gave him half of the money. But anyway, um, I was going to say, yeah. So if they ask for clarification, I always say, hey, I'm trying to uh, gain more uh, traction to the site or trying to improve our online visibility. I don't actually say SEO because I, I think people have bad associations with it or they start Googling it, you know, and I find all these horrible SEOs.
0: But, um, but yeah, but, I mean, like, that, that comes back to the question. Sorry, a link yeah. is not just SEO. It's also about pulling in traffic from sources that you would otherwise not get it from. It's also a mention. Which I mean, I mean, links. This is kind of personally my problem with links: is links are not the be all, be all, and end all, and oh, an yeah. end in itself. There's so much more around it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think so. So it, sometimes it's hard to hit all the three things, you know, like relevancy, uh, authority, and referral traffic, something like that. But if you can, you should try to, to, to get your link on a really strong site, get it into a relevant context, and potentially get traffic from it so that people are actually taking the link. But that's not
0: always uh, possible. Well, my, my question there, sorry, and no, this is me getting kind of into, into my, my little hobby horse, which is if there isn't referral traffic, there is over time no real value because Google, in terms of SEO at least, Google is going to see that there's no referral traffic. I mean, Google has a grip on pretty much everything on the internet. I mean, the, the idea that you will get a link and nobody ever clicks on it and that Google will never spot that, these machines are so smart. It's rubbish. I, it might work in the short term, but long term, nobody ever clicks on the link. It's going to die.
1: I don't know. I haven't tested it at, and and monitored it per link on a wide scale, so I don't know. What I do know is that the clients that I have, oh, I'm
0: making this up. This is all complete theory. No.
1: Uh, what are oh, you? I don't. I don't know the answer to that because I haven't tested it and measured it that way. But I do know that clients have good results. But I'm not sure if it's. Uh, from the one link that got them traffic for a longer term or from the other link that's from a big dog site that didn't get them any traffic because it's Uh, it's a package of links. So I don't know what the link impact of one.
0: Sure. and And that then brings you to the question of how can you convince a client that you're actually bringing value when you can't actually nail the value you're bringing?
1: I don't... Yeah, this is weird, but the clients are happy <laughs> if they're not <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> they're probably
0: happy because you're laughing with them all the time
1: maybe i don't know but if they if they're not happy then um i will i will try to make them happier or it's right. end of the road right and I'll, I'll i'll compensate them if they're not happy so i don't, no, I don't sure,
0: sorry i mean, that, that was an unfair question on no. i kind of i kind of <laughs> half take it back but i mean the point being is people who come to you are actually actively looking for links. So if you get them links, they're going to be happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think also because when when I, I don't do any outbound marketing in in a sense, I mean, this is kind of marketing coming on interviews and stuff, but people come to me, so I don't go mm-hmm. out, pitch myself to clients. Uh, and when they come to me, they have to fill in a questionnaire of 20 questions and they have to read my service page. So in a way that also filters out the people, that wouldn't be a good match for me, or we wouldn't be able to work well together. Um, so I think that makes a difference as well. Yeah, I mean, I visited
0: your site and immediately thought, you know, I mean, if you don't appreciate <laughs> Bibby's approach, you're never even gonna start to think about um, contacting her. And if you have to go through 20 questions, you really wanna have to get in contact with Bibby to get her to build your links.
1: Yeah, they're horrible questions. They're like super stupid. It's like, what's your goal?
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So you you have a pre-filter, and I mean, what I, what I like about the idea is you're saying I'm building links, but I'm also building relationships. I can push this out to other potential opportunities. But your bread and butter is getting paid for the link, and you're paid per link.
1: Yeah, true. So it's just paper link, and that's it. What's your goal? Oh who is asking is uh Anton's asking all these questions Anton's
0: getting terribly overexcited he wants to know what is your goal Bibi
1: my goal oh man I'm really bad at planning so I don't have any long-term goals but right now I um I'm working on having more independent teams within my company because uh until very recently, me and my business partner, we were still helping everybody out. you know we were we were dipping our fingers in every part of the process. but right. we were becoming the biggest bottlenecks because we were growing really hard. And um, so now I've trained people to be independent and we have four teams and they, they, they're all link builder teams on projects. And there's still some parts that have to go through me. You know, for quality control and all that stuff. Um, but it's really exciting to see that. And and they 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 were allowed to. Um, I, I told them you can you can just pick your own name for your team, and they all chose to be uh, a house of Harry Potter. So it's Hufflepuff, uh, Slytherin, right. H- uh, what is it, Slytherin, Gryffindor, and one other.
0: Uh, yeah, you probably know better than I do if your teams are actually quoting this stuff.
1: Yeah, so my current goal is to um, to get those teams fully up and running. And then I can look into other types of link building. Because right now, I'm my main thing is guest posting. I'm really good at that. I love doing uh, resource links as well. So if you have a linkable asset, then I can do outreach for it. But that's kind of been a hit or miss. Sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it flops. Hmm. And I definitely want to get better at that. Um, yeah, so I, I I want to learn more about Hado. I haven't used that a whole lot.
0: I mean, that whole kind of outreach for assets, linkable assets, it, yeah. is it hit and miss by definition or hit and miss because sometimes you, you, you miss these – Anton's putting up a message on the screen which is making Bibi yeah. laugh – <laughs> Which is, he's, he's gone on to Google and he's searched for the exact names of the houses in oh, Harry
1: Potter. he's so nice.
0: But well, the, the, the question wasn't that at all. The, the question, I can't actually remember what the question was now. I've got lost.
1: Linkable assets.
0: You're right. You is, it, is it purely hit and miss or, or is it just sometimes you get it wrong?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get it wrong. I think, oh, this is going to be great, you know. There was a piece on, uh, what was it now? Sponsorships in the in Champions League. And it was just before all the sponsorships were being allocated. So I thought it would be really cool to do a stats roundup. You know, who's getting, oh. the, who's getting the most sponsorship, and stuff. And uh, every, they didn't get any traction at all. And uh, But there was another piece, was a, a data uh, roundup. And it was on veganism in the UK. And that keeps getting links you know, and I don't have to do any outreach for it. So I find it really hard to determine beforehand what's going to work well or not. But luckily, I have clients that are okay with doing experiments like that. So,
0: Yeah, sure. you you can never really know. I mean, you send out a tweet and you think, I mean, in my case, you think this tweet is boring. And loads of people get interested in it. You send out another tweet and you think, oh, this is really passionately interesting. It's three o'clock in the morning and you've just woken up and nobody cares, and you really can't tell, or can you?
1: Well, I don't know yet, because with the guest post, that I got that down, you know? I can tell now if it's gonna work well or not, usually. Right, okay. Uh, I know that, for instance, uh, Giselle Navarro, she does a lot of uh, stuff with uh, statistics, and I think she's, I was talking to her on Twitter, and she said that uh, her hits or miss are now eight out of 10, and that's really good. You know, so I think if if I specialize in something else, I might be able to optimize that as well.
0: Right. Okay. So, I mean, and, and a lot of this then is to understand your market. I mean, we come back to this idea and we're, we're going to kind of end or roll up with this whole thing is the idea that you can throw this stuff out. You're saying out of a million, I'm going to get one. And you're saying, if I specialize, I can nail eight out of 10.
1: Yeah, I want to go for that. I, I think, uh, um, okay, sometimes you can find out that, that you are really suck at something and you, <laughs> you have to drop it, you know. But everything is a process and um, just because the end result isn't right doesn't mean that the whole strategy isn't right. right. You can, a process is made out of parts. So you can start by tweaking every single part consistently and then... Hopefully, uh, change the end result, and that's that's what I, I try to do. And I think it's with a lot of things you can solve uh, solve it that way.
0: I mean, Brilliant! Yeah. I think that's an amazing end because it's a lesson in life from Bibi Lauren Raven, Bibi Link Builder, using link building techniques and strategies to rule your life and make sure that you build your life little by little into an overall beautiful process that you're happy with. Thank you very much, Bibby. That was amazing. I was laughing all my way through outreach. <laughs> next, next week, we have Mark Schaefer. Um, Cumulus yes. Advantage in Business. I have no idea what that means, but I will find out next week. A quick goodbye to and the show. Thank awesome. you, Bibby Laurie Raven.
1: Bye, Jason. Bye, Anton.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>